Y'all were just giving so much money, he had to keep extending so we could keep taking the offering. What a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for our ushers and all the running around they were doing at the back. They were just racing to be able to be done by the finish of the song, to be able to be done and come forward. Well, we heard a song about being spiritual and being natural. Did y'all hear that song? What does it mean to be both? When we talk about saints, when we talk about who we are as the people of God, what does it mean for us to know where our core identity lies? You know, where is our core? And the song puts forward our core is our spiritual identity. The core is our relationship with God. The core is our relationship with Christ. And that is a spiritual being that's having this natural existence that has this body we're working things out in. But at our core, we are a spiritual being. And I believe that is what is true of what saints truly are. Saints are those that Kristen said that let the light shine through them, but they're the ones that know that at their core, their spiritual existence is what's reality. Their spiritual existence is what is true for them, the most true for them, no matter what it looks like on the outside. You know, it's this inside spiritual relationship that is their identity. And we celebrate those saints, those saints that showed us God's light, those saints that may have kicked our butts and got us in order, you know, those saints that might have been grumpy around, those that we remember who are gone that we celebrate this day, those who are sitting right next to us that keep holding us accountable on this journey of faith that is our whole life long. This is such a popular passage in Scripture, the Beatitudes, that they have used it over and over again in many other ways and places. I don't know how many of you are Monty Python fans. Got any Monty Python fans out there? Okay. Well, there's this little movie called The Life of Brian. And The Life of Brian, Brian goes with his mom to hear this Jesus guy at the Sermon on the Mount. And so you're in this comedy by Monty Python, and there's Brian and his mother, who doesn't want to be there because his mother would rather go to the stoning then be on the outskirts of this crowd to hear this preacher do this Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus is up there, they're at the back of the crowd, and they can't hear him very well, so here his mom goes, speak up! You know, and they're trying to listen to what's saying, there's all this noise on the edges. And so someone says, he said, blessed are the cheesemakers. <laughs> blessed are the cheesemakers. And one, and one of the people there says, the cheesemakers, why the cheesemakers? You know, and the person next to them who's studied more and looks like an academic in all these robes says, well, obviously it's not meant to be taken literally. <laughs> you know, you've heard that. It refers to any manufacturers of dairy products. So they go on with this a little bit longer, trying to hear Jesus. It's too noisy at the back of the crowd that they can't hear him. And finally, the mother says, I've had enough of this. I want to go to the stoning. So they leave. Boy, sometimes comedians hit it right on the nose. Sometimes we kind of want to hear what we want Jesus to say, not necessarily what Jesus does say. And we can make up our own truths about what it is that we think Jesus said at that moment in time and what it means for us. And so they kind of hit it on the nail. And sometimes what Jesus says doesn't match what we really want to do, you know, because this, this blessing stuff and the people that Jesus is talking to at this point in time, they're not the people that we really think ought to be blessed. At least not in that day and time. They were the nobodies, you know. And if they were the nobodies, why is Jesus talking about blessing them? I'd rather go off somewhere and stone some people who are also nobodies. 
you know, because that's how I know the world is supposed to be. That's what it means to be who we are in this society. So the comedians just got the point of this, changing to what we want it to mean, then also going ahead and doing what we want to do, regardless of if we've just heard what Jesus said or not. You know, Jesus chose to start the public ministry teachings. Matthew chose to put the Beatitudes first. And then the rest of Jesus' ministry is about unpacking what those Beatitudes mean. What are all those phrases of blessings? What are they about? What do they mean in life? And Jesus shows us what they mean in his life and death and resurrection. But we kind of find it hard to believe all that. We'd rather it say something like this because we could believe it. Blessed are the self-reliant. Blessed are the cheerful, the bold, the proactive and ambitious. Blessed are those who exact precise justice for wrongs. Blessed are those with a single driving ambition. Blessed are those who stand up for themselves and their own. Blessed are those who have a high quality of life and those who have a good reputation. Because we know those are somebodies. Those with good reputations, those with good high quality of life, those who stand up for themselves, those who make sure others pay for their wrongdoings, those are the people who matter. So that's surely who Jesus meant to bless. You know? It's interesting how many times we'll hear the words of Scripture here and then go out and behave just as if we heard, blessed are the cheesemakers. You know, blessed are these, and so we will go ahead and keep living that way. But that's not who Jesus chose to give specific blessings to. He wanted the whole crowd to hear, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are mourning and have something to mourn about, either because they brought it on themselves or because they see the world as it is and it's something they grieve. Blessed are those who listen for God's voice in the midst of all the circumstances of their life. And don't you know, as challenging as it was to those people who knew he should be blessing somebody else, what did it mean for those people who said, he just blessed me. I'm a nobody. They don't even see me. Jesus just blessed me. Can I believe it? Did I hear it? He just blessed me in that crowd, in that audience. Oh, what do you hear in these beatitudes, in these blessings? What do they call you to be in your life and who they call you to be? Sometimes the word blessed is translated as happy. Happy are those. And I don't believe that's the correct translation. And our scripture this morning uses the word blessed. But you may have seen it in one of your traditions as happy are those. And how that gets misused sometimes is that someone can be grieving and mourning right there in the moment and they think they have to be happy. And they actually cut off the process of healing that they need. So I don't believe happy is the right word there. It's more about being blessed by God in a different, deeper way. And that's when we know God and Christ with us right in the midst of the grieving, when we know we're hurting, and we know that we're, we have sorrow that cannot be consoled at that moment, and we mourn fully, trusting God to catch us right at the depths of us and be with us every step of the way. As we remember the saints today, as we remember the saints, this scripture is not telling you to be happy that they're gone. 
Scripture is telling you in the midst of it to see the light that showed through them, the light that was blessings upon your life. So you can grieve, you can cry, and you can celebrate the teachings and the joy they brought to you in your life. It's not telling you not to feel, which I have heard preached before, uh, not intentionally, but it was the impulse underneath what was being said. So it's not about happy. It's more about in this blessing, somehow your life is being called to use it for God's good. In this blessing, somehow you're being called to use it for God's good. I've heard people say blessed for just about anything. Oh, I'm blessed today. I made it downtown with all green lights. <laughs> right? I'm blessed today. You know, right? In Houston, that would be a miracle, you know, but, you know. But these sort of blessed, you know, the lottery ticket came in. I'm blessed today. I got the lottery ticket. You know, I got $1,000. And it's sad that sometimes we take this blessing which has this deep, rich meaning and we attribute it to being lucky. This is bigger than being lucky. You know, and if we attribute blessings to this being lucky, then we do a great disservice to ourselves and to others. It's not God's just saying, okay, you are blessed today because you had those red lights and everyone else is not. You know, those who didn't win the lottery that day, they're not blessed. But I am, you know, because I'm special. So we have to be careful. They think they're special up there. Yeah, you know, so what, what, what do we think of this blessing thing? It's not happy, not lucky, but what does it mean to be called in this relationship where God's light's shining in and through us and what this receive in life, anything we receive in life, God is walking with us through it and in it so that God's love is known in the world? Is that a blessing? Is that the deeper blessing that's, that's within this passage? Because Jesus isn't going to the ones who aren't hurting at this point in time. Jesus is going right into the midst of those who need to hear a word of blessing. And please understand, Jesus isn't saying, go do this and you'll be blessed. It's not an instruction. It's not, go suffer. Have you heard that preached? Jesus is not saying, go suffer. Go put your hands at those, your life in the hands of those who revile you, and then you'll be blessed. Jesus is not saying, be a doormat on my behalf, and then you'll be blessed. Reverend Christian in the first service said, don't marry those that revile you, and you'll be blessed. You know, that's not what this is about. It's not prescriptive. It's not an imperative, go and do these things so you'll be blessed. What it's saying is, this is what's true. Jesus is saying, this is what is. What is you who are mourning, you who are hungering and thirsting, you who are poor, you who try the best you can try, even though the world seems to be against you, you are blessed right now. You are blessed in this moment. You are blessed. It is true. God blesses you at this time. So here's Jesus doling out the blessings. And we wonder... What does it mean for me in my life? Am I on the right track? Am I allowing God to be a part of these places in my life that Jesus calls a blessing? Would I rather Jesus not bless me so? You know? Would I rather Jesus just pass on by and not bring that blessings here? I believe all of our saints had that question 
And sometimes they probably answered yes, and sometimes they answered no, but they kept on going. And through them, we knew God's love. And through you, each one of you a saint, those beside you and those you come in contact this week, can know God's love if you say yes to the blessing. Yes, I'm with you in all things and in all ways. I want you to hear how uh, Reverend Frederick Beekner, an academic, talks about three of these blessings. The last three about righteousness. Jesus is not blessing the ones who are righteous, but the ones who hope that someday and, in, and someday and in the meantime they are well aware that the distance they still have to go is greater than the distance they've already come. Not that they're all righteous already, but they recognize they're on a journey. Then he says about the pure. Jesus isn't talking about the totally pure, the perfect body, but the pure in heart. To use Jesus' phrase, the ones who may be as shop-worn and as clay-footed as everyone else. But somehow, they've kept an inner freshness and innocence and faith. Even as shop-worn as they are, they are blessed. And then Beekner says of the last beatitude, so far Jesus has been saying, blessed are, blessed are those, blessed are those. And this one he says, blessed are you to everyone that's listening to him at that moment in time. Jesus says, blessed are you, the ones who side with heaven. Even when any fool can see, it's the losing side. And all you get for your pains is pain. Jesus looks right in the face of the listeners that day and speaks directly to them and says, blessed are you who choose even if it doesn't seem like there's any hope that you're going to win. You are our saints. Are these the kind of blessings we want Jesus to give us? Are these the kind of blessings we want to receive? Jesus isn't setting up conditions on what we're supposed to do, but saying right now in the midst of your breath and your living and your hardships and your trials, even your joys, God can and will bless you if you shift that perspective to being that spiritual being, living this physical existence and act out upon that. So I don't know what your life is like today, whether you're hearing it from the terms of those who find it challenging or whether you're hearing it in terms of those who say, wow, he blessed me, or maybe a mixture of all of that. But we're called to wonder where God is in our life and where we're going to go forward with these blessings that Jesus gives. You know, Matthew writes about Jesus like he's Moses in many ways. And so in this story, Jesus goes up on a mountain. He doesn't come down with ten commandments, but he comes down with nine blessings and then goes about the rest of his ministry trying to live those nine blessings so people know what he means. Jesus is saying, if God shows up right here, if God shows up in these that you don't even see, if God shows up right here, then God shows up in your life too. God shows up everywhere in these Beatitudes. Now the truth is, some of us will have comfortable lives. It may come to you that way, it's not guaranteed. But if it does happen, I don't, know if belief, I don't know if Jesus would come up to you, this one pastor says, and say, you're blessed. Jesus might say, oh, what a burden. 
What a burden. You know? Because then the questions come. What will you do with it? Will you use it for yourself? Will you use it to help? Will you hold it close for comfort? Or will you share it? These blessings or burdens. So many choices and so few easy answers. So our prayer today is that we know what our true blessing is. That we don't place it on something that isn't the blessing. It's not my house, it's not my job, it's not my standard of living. That's not the blessing that Jesus is talking about. The blessing is this, that we know a God who gives hope to the hopeless. We know a God who loves the unlovable. We know a God who comforts the sorrowful. And we know a God that's put that same power within each and every one of us to give hope to the hopeless, to love the unlovable, to comfort the sorrowful. God asked you to be blessed, to shine that through that window, that love and that care into the world so that all may know that they are indeed saints. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you.